Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have back a familiar guest. She was just on my show uh, a couple, well, maybe a week ago. I have with me back again, Purple Lady. She keeps her, um, you know, her identity disguised because she's been a targeted individual and she wanted to share some more stuff that she uncovered um, today. So, uh, and we'll probably put this out tomorrow, but you know, like, we're, we're, yeah, but like, so th- thank you for coming back on. How are you? Yes, thank you. I'm I'm so happy to be here. And I did remember more things that um, I, you know, I have problems with cognition and memory when my PTSD gets triggered. And usually it doesn't happen when I'm listening to other people's trauma. But when I'm talking about my own, it really affects my memory. So right when we got off and I listened to the show, I realized, oh, I didn't mention that. I didn't mention this. And it's like big things that I should have mentioned. So um, hopefully you all have watched uh, the first video. If you can look for the first purple video, purple lady video. So you have some context. Um, When I talked about when we moved to Washington, when my handler moved me to Washington state and I started to go through the divorce process, I missed one piece. So I actually went on base where he was training. I told you he had a military opportunity there in Washington and he was training in uh, radiology at Madigan in Tacoma, Washington. And we were living in a little town called Shelton, Washington at the time. And I started to go on base because I had military um, insurance I started to go on base and get treated for some of the injuries he caused to me, as well as um, just several of the injuries, including concussions, uh, physical disabilities he gave me. Um, So I went on base to Madigan and I, I was evaluated. They found that I had suffered between 10 to 15 concussions. And that number is not so precise because of course it's after the fact. Um, but they found that I had suffered at least 10 to 15 concussions um, due to the physical abuse of my handler. And this is all documented in medical records. And um, also the neurologist told me that he believed that I was frequently dissociating um, to deal with all the trauma that I had gone through. And then I went to get treated for an injury to my right thumb um, he had bent it all the way back to my arm. Oh my God. 
And so I just have chronic pain in my right thumb. It's always hurting me kind of around the base of the thumb. And um, the doctor referred me to radiology. And so I get there and they send out my abuser. <laughs> they send out my handler to treat me. And I went to the front desk and I said, excuse me, this is my husband. Um, I'm actually not supposed to be seen by him. This is a HIPAA violation. I'm supposed to be, you know, have my privacy protected. So here he comes walking up to me with my chart in his hands. And I just kind of like walk past him and go up to the front desk and I say, excuse me, this is my husband. I'm not supposed to be treated by him. I have a right to privacy. And the woman said, no, it's fine. You're going to be seen by him. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, I'm not okay with this. This is a HIPAA violation and I'm not okay with being treated by him. I want my privacy respected. And she said, no, you're going to be seen by him. So you can go in the room with him. So he takes me in like the patient room. And of course, right when he shuts the door, what are you doing here? What are you going to tell them? Are you going to tell them I did this to you? Why are you here? And just starts grilling me. And I actually just walked out of the room and I went again to the front desk and I said, excuse me, this is a HIPAA violation. I am supposed to have my right to privacy protected during any medical appointment. This is a family member. I'm married to him and I'm asking to be seen by someone else. And the woman rolls her eyes and huffs and puffs and then eventually finds someone else. Um, after that, I go to the Madigan, um, I forget what they call it, but it's like a consumer complaint office or something like that for if you have a bad experience within their medical facility. And um, they just did not take me seriously. They're like, okay, thanks for letting us know. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. You guys have committed a HIPAA violation. I was just seen by my abuser for a, a an injury to my hand that he caused. And you guys sent me to a room alone with him. And he grilled me when we got in the room of why I'm reporting it. Do you understand? You guys just violated my rights as a patient. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll investigate. That's it. Never heard from them again. So, Isn't there someone else you could have reached out to, like the like the I authorities did. or something? I did, and that's the amazing thing when you're going up against people that are protected and that I I don't know what group was protecting him, but I can tell you I wrote a letter to everybody on the bar website for Washington State and just made an ass out of myself and said, "Hey, I am divorcing my longtime abuser who is active duty military in the Army National Guard." Um, you know, I have, I have been evaluated and found to have had several concussions, 10 to 15 concussions. I have several physical disabilities. He's caused me, I have PTSD caused by this guy. Um, no one is willing to represent me in my divorce proceeding. And I'm also trying to go after the military. And I said, you know, the military has known that he's been abusing me all these years. And I just tried to get treated at Madigan on top of it. And they allowed him to be the one treating me. And I wound up never really getting any real treatment for my right thumb. They gave me like a little brace. Um, 
but I was frankly so traumatized for them to send out my abuser to treat me in that session that I left and went to the consumer, you know, whatever it's called. I don't remember the correct name, but it was basically an office that was designed for people to take complaints from patients about any bad experiences they've had in the facility. So they basically did nothing. He wasn't fired from the program. He was allowed to graduate after that. They still allowed to grad allowed him to graduate from the radiology program, even though he committed a blatant HIPAA violation and violated my rights. Um, no attorney contacted me after that to offer me representation, either for the divorce proceeding or to go after the military, because frankly, I, I feel that the military should be held accountable at this point. My rights were violated repeatedly, and that's not, you know, I, I don't know if everyone that's listening is going to believe everything about, you know, me as an experiencer, but as far as me having my rights violated by the Army and the Army National Guard, um, that's, that's pretty well documented. So, um, I actually found one of his confession letters that he wrote. I told you about all those confession letters that he wrote during the honeymoon period to kind of, he would tell me like, oh, oh all, that he would sign something to say what he had done to me to admit to it. Like, um, or I would tell him, please put it in writing, you know, when he would tell me, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, so I found one of them. And this is what he wrote. And this is the one that he claims that I forced him to write. That's what he told the military when they gave him the lie detector test. And it's pretty long considering I didn't tell him exactly what to write. He sure writes a lot. So it says, for eight years of being with, and then it says my name, I have done terrible things to her. I cheated on her multiple times. I have abused her, lowered her self-esteem. I've lied to her about most things. I've used her, abused her, raped her, taken many years of her life and ruined them. She has been fair to me and I am responsible for everything she is today. I have given her PTSD and lowered her self-esteem. I've taken a lot of things for her, from her when all she has done is loved me. I threatened her and I even got her thrown in jail when she didn't deserve it. I call her names and I put her down. And then he signed his name at the bottom and spelled his name out underneath the signature. And this is what um, I gave a notarized copy to the military when they were doing their BS investigation, which went nowhere. Um, they actually assigned me a an attorney that was a member of the army. So obviously he wasn't representing my interests. And he was telling me that the army wanted that confession letter. They wanted me to give them the original. And I said, can you guarantee that they will give me back the original? Because this is the only proof I have. I'm not crazy and I'm telling the truth and that this really happened to me. And he said that, no, they wouldn't give it back to me. So I said, well, at this point, I'll give you a notarized copy. So I went to a notary office in Shelton, Washington, and without telling them what I was even handing to them, I just said, I just want this document notarized. And she just started going through the whole process without reading what I was handing to her. And so she notarizes it and everything, hands me back the original, and then starts to read what she just copied. And I just saw a look of fear come over her eyes. And uh, <laughs> as she read what 
my abuser wrote. And um, a couple days later, I go back to get a business card from that same notary office and it's closed down. <laughs> they just abruptly close their business. And to me, that's like a good sign. They were either threatened by the army or they were freaking out that they were about to get involved in this investigation. So I go there and there's just like a note on the notary office and it says out of business, no explanation why, never any warning that they were going to go out of business or obviously I wouldn't have gotten it notarized there. But I just, you know, find that really convenient and interesting that immediately they closed down their business once that's notarized. Yeah, that's, that's strange. That's amazing. I mean, it's like, it sounds like you're living in like a, a movie, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> right really tell me about it um so i i, I mean like I, 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 I was i didn't mean to think that i don't want you to think i wasn't i don't believe you i believe everything oh, you're not saying. At all. i just I, think I it's totally like we live in like a bizarre mean. world that like most people yeah. don't realize like the the extent of like how crazy it is you know absolutely i know you believe me i worry more that the listeners don't because i know you're really familiar with targeting so like when us TIs meet each other, there's just like an instant knowing. We're like, oh, yeah, welcome to my world. That's why I laugh because I'm like, yeah, I know you know. Um, yeah. But um, I worry more like about the audience, like if they believe me, especially because I talked about being an experiencer. That's something that's used by the psychology profession to pathologize people and take away their rights and institutionalize them. But I just want to tell the audience, there are some physical things that were evidence of this targeting and that, you know, I'm not living in this delusional reality. So some of the evidence I have that um, I was experiencing break-ins um, during my targeting, I would come home and my candles would be stacked on top of each other. I had these little tea light candles and they would be stacked like into a tower like somebody wanted me to know that they were coming into my house while I was gone um, on top of the carvings on the wall and in my furniture and stuff being broken when I get home. And the go-to response from law enforcement is always to gaslight you like, oh, you know, I'm sure it's nothing. It was probably your cat. And at this point, I, I told the, a police officer, okay, there are candles stacked in my house. Did my cats do that? Because they don't have opposable thumbs. <laughs> At that point, it's pretty obvious it's a human being doing it, and they want me to know it's a human being doing it. So, um, you know, and and there were lots of crazy things going on when I was being, when I started um, getting targeted. Like I would go to a restaurant, and uh, like I went to a burger joint. I had no money back then, but I went with a friend uh, that I met online to a burger joint. And his hamburger was fine. On mine, they had placed shards of glass all along the meat, like just big shards of glass all over my patty and then handed that to me. And I went to take a bite. And luckily I slowed my bite once I realized it was something hard and didn't cut up my mouth. Um, another time I was going to food banks because I was dirt poor. If somebody wasn't buying my meals, I was basically getting food from food banks, still am. Um, and one of the ladies who worked there was regularly harassing me and I'd stand in line at the food bank and she'd be like, oh, here comes the princess. And I don't know why she would think that I was like dressed down 
not wearing makeup like I, I wasn't acting like a princess but um she put rocks in my beans like she gave me a bag of beans and it was like she had set it aside in a separate place for me and there were little tiny rocks mixed in with the beans so it actually did damage one of my teeth um and I went back and I told the guy who ran the food bank and he wound up firing her um but no charges were ever placed against her and this is the thing that's evidence in itself so when you're reporting to law enforcement and they're going code white on the person they're refusing to prosecute the person that is a clear indication that they are involved in a in a community gang stalking program and that they have been given permission either by the feds or by law enforcement directly to be involved in one of these gang stalking programs um, a lot of times these people are either involved in the occult, so they're owned, or they're involved in drug dealing. And so what happens is they can be threatened, hey, if you don't do this, we're going to prosecute you for the drug dealing. If you uh, get involved in this, we'll pay you to stalk her. And I know, like, Tommy Edwards talked about this a little bit. Like, a lot of times they'll use drug dealers. And for me, every town I, I move to, it's usually like a mix of people involved in the occult that are flashing hand signs at me they're hardcore trying to uh, talk to me about churches like I know Tommy talked about that as well that he was getting gang stalked by this Pentecostal group I've had I've had people involved heavily involved with the churches uh harass and gang stalk me as well at the same time they're telling me they want me to go to my church while they're harassing me at my property on a regular basis it's very bizarre um but that's a real common thing. Um, most recently in the town I live in now, in the south, I'm living in the south now. Um, the town I live in now, I had one guy regularly harassing me on my property. So I had him criminally trespass. Um, he came back on and I have a video of it because I have security cameras. And uh, the DA refused to prosecute and she said it was fine because he had a religious pamphlet in his hand. Even though he was criminally trespassed, law enforcement told him, if you come back on our property, you're going to jail. He never went to jail, even with video footage of him doing that, because she says, oh, well, it's fine because he had a religious pamphlet in his hand, so it's fine. Um, then a second guy, the one at, at the tire shop business right next to me, the owner, um, he would regularly come on my property and harass me, um, just mess with my property, walk on my porch, like just invite himself on my land. And so I had him criminally trespassed and he came on my property while criminally trespassed. I had a video of it, gave it to law enforcement and uh, the DA didn't prosecute him either. And he didn't have a religious pamphlet in his hand. So the problem is, is that there's there's widespread corruption in the legal system from top to bottom. Um, and I'm just going to say something that's really controversial. I don't believe people in occult groups like the Freemasons should be allowed to work in these positions in the legal system because they take oaths that they're going to protect their fellow Freemasons, their fellow Eastern Star member, members, or whatever the group is. It might not be Freemason. It might be another coven. They take oaths that they will lie to protect their fellow Freemason. 
So that in itself is a conflict of interest. You should not be working in law enforcement. I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people are going to get offended by that, but that is a direct violation of the Constitution. That's a two-tiered legal system where some people are getting justice and some people are not. Were you going to say something? No, no, I was just listening to you. Okay. So, um, you know, there's just widespread corruption everywhere I've lived. I've had um, cops try to set up cases against me and try to accuse me of crimes they know I didn't commit. And then right after the case falls through, it, it gets dismissed. I don't get accused. Um, the cop flees town and, and quietly quits and just moves to a new state abruptly. Um, so I've seen a lot of corruption and, um, you know, to somebody who hasn't experienced this, it just sounds crazy. Um, and I even have like some evidence that's reality based of some of the ex experience or things I've, you know, gone through, like, um, some of the, my lab and like, I experienced a lot of dream hacking and, um, like having a fight, like demonic entities and witches and things like that in the astral realm. Um, while I was going through the divorce and afterwards, like they just kept messing with me. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know why. But every time I would close my eyes, these horrible entities, they look like people, but just possess people and like very haggardly and um, just ugly and hateful satanic energy. They would come at me and like attack me in the astral realm. And one of the times this happened, I remember how this woman looked. It was an Asian woman um, in her mid-40s, kind of on the thin side, um, and just looked very haggardly. She looked like a witch. She came at me to attack me, and I, I just kind of shielded myself. And then she went for my dog in the astral realm. Like, my dog, I could see my, I was in my astral body, and I could see my dog sleeping in the corner, and she went for him. And that was the mistake. Like, you come for me, <laughs> I'm going to fight. But you go for one of my animals, I will kill. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do whatever I have to to take you down. So she goes for my dog. And immediately, I just zoom towards her in my astral body and just knock her out. I just start wailing on her, punching her repeatedly in the face. Okay. Then she comes up to me. She grabs my arm starts screaming and there's when I wake up in the morning there is a handprint on my arm where she grabbed me literally looks like a handprint of bruises right in the area where she grabbed me in the dreamscape in the dreamscape and not only that even weirder this was just bizarre I couldn't believe it I was walking down the street I was walking around my little neighborhood I was living in Ione Washington at the time um, and I see the woman, she's walking down the street and she walks towards me and she's glaring at me. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? She's real. Not only do I have bruises on my arm in the shape of a handprint, but the woman is walking towards me. And as she gets closer, I see she has a shiner dude right in the eye. I punched her in. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? No idea what her relationship is to me, why she took an interest in me, why she was attacking me. I assumed she was associated with some kind of coven in the area, but she literally fought me in the astral realm. 
And the next day, like walked past me on the street and just glared at me, like mad dog glared at me because she had the biggest shiner on her face. And I could just, I instantly recognized her that it was the same woman. She didn't look all haggardly. She, at that point, she just looked like a normal Asian woman, but she had a shiner where I punched her and she was just glaring at me. Like she was pissed that I had kicked her ass. Um, so lots of weird stuff like that. Wow. This know. is strange. Like, this is like, you've had a lot of stuff go on. Um, what, what happened with the my lab stuff? Do you feel like you were, um, I, I can't remember what we talked about regarding that last time. Like, do you, would you feel like you were taken by aliens? Did we talk about that? I do. And, and a lot of times they can mess with my memory. So I won't remember exactly the ones abducting me. I don't remember seeing their faces. I remember seeing the faces of the people who rescued me from them time and again. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but I do occasionally have memories where, like, um, I feel like there's, like, a reptilian energy around me. Or I, I feel I get the psychic sense that there's a gray around me. And they each have, like, their own kind of energy signature and somebody who's extremely empathic like me I pick up on it I know who it is even before I I see them with my physical eyes I'm already seeing them in my mind's eye so like when they're coming to my room I know it's a gray it's a reptilian but a lot of times they can like screen out my memories of of their faces of the ones that are taking me out and I also think they have the ability to take me out with technology from my house because I have memories of being like dragged by like some kind of technology through the walls into a spaceship. That's that's normal. I mean, well, that's yeah. you know, I mean, it's not normal, but it's like in You've any heard of it. it's like you know, I've I've heard of that. That's like yeah. So I don't know if that's like gray aliens or or what's what's up with that. You know what I mean? That's that's strange though, for sure. You know, and. Yeah, I think the MyLab, definitely somebody hit the nail on the head when they were talking in the comments about MK Ultra because I've been harassed like with the with uh like voices that aren't mine. Um and the scary thing is is that if you go and tell a shrink that, you tell the wrong person, you're institutionalized for that. They don't oh, understand, yeah. they don't recognize MK Ultra, even though there's patents for it, like it's proven. There are patents. The military has patents. Research them. And I'm talking to the audience now. Research people like Stanley Romanek, Max Spears, uh, James Bartley. Um, I mean, I mean, there's been people that were high up clearance contractors and people in the military that have been murdered for talking about this. Phil Schneider, um, William Milton Cooper. Uh, Simon Parks. I know a lot of people don't are, have been talking crap about Simon lately, but I had a reading with him. All I can speak on is how he treated me. He treated me really well. Um, he did point out to me that where my soul comes from, 
which I kind of already knew, but he just confirmed it for me. And he said that I'm Palladian, that my soul is from Sirius. That's why I have such a strong connection to dolphins. And um, he started telling me about how my skin was like a dark blue on my planet that I'm from. And that tripped me out because ever since I was a little girl, I have had dreams of flying and I have purple skin and like kind of reddish blonde hair like I have now. My hair is kind of the same color, but more red. And my skin is like a really dark purple. And so when he said that about the dark blue skin, indigo skin, I was like, this guy is for legit. Like this is for real. Um, and then in addition to Simon Parks, I also had a prank up with a guy named Jay Essex, who's also kind of like uh, famous in the experiencer world. Um, I know he's been on like the Super Soldier talk show several times. I had what's called a crank up with him where he kind of, he claims he can like get in your brain and like mess with it. So your psychic abilities are amped up. And I actually did have an experience after getting um, his crank up. Um, I did have an experience where I gave somebody a full medium reading like of their dead loved one right after he did the crank up on me. And that's something I don't always I'm not always able to do. It's kind of hit and miss. It's pretty rare. And usually it's just their voice I can hear. This was like I was seeing a full body apparition. So I don't know what he did to my vision that I was able to fully see them, fully talk to them. But I'll just tell you exactly what happened. I was in a bank and I see this woman crying. She's talking to a teller. And of course, I look over. Why is there a woman crying in a bank? And she has her hands, she has her head in her hands crying. And the teller's like trying to quietly comfort her. And all of a sudden, I see a translucent old man standing behind her with his hand on her shoulder, like standing behind her. And he looks over at me like he notices somebody's watching him psychically. And he looks over at me. He doesn't walk over. He zooms over because he's a spirit and starts shouting at me. And he's like, you can see me. You can see me. He's like, tell her. Tell her you see me. Tell her what I look like. Tell her. Go tell her. He just starts shouting at me because he knows, like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I was really embarrassed. And this guy was just really insistent. It wasn't like he was abusive. It was like he loved her so much. He wanted me to let her know. So I waited for her to leave the building. I was really humiliated. I am no Teresa Caputo. This was humiliating for me. It was, <laughs> I just didn't want to do it. But the guy was yelling at me and like I felt an obligation to her and an obligation to him. I felt bad for both of them. So I walk out of the building and I walk up to her and I said, excuse me, ma'am, I am so sorry to do this. And you can tell me to go away if you want. But there was a man standing behind you with his hand on your shoulder. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, she like instantly I knew I hit the nail on the head. And um. I said, I, I believe it's your father, correct? And she said, yes. She said he just died. She was telling me um, that his wife, the woman who had just recently married him, none of the kids liked him, and she kind of left with all his money. She got everything. The kids got nothing for inheritance. And I just told her, look, he's telling me that actually you got the most. She got nothing. 
because you walked away having a real relationship with him and what you had with him was real. So I just want you to know that the way the other side looks at it is she walked away with nothing. You're the one walking away with a, a real love for your father. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So she just like starts bawling. She just takes me in her arms and bear hugs me. And it was honestly one of the most embarrassing moments. I know you would think, oh yeah, that's beautiful. That must have been amazing. But actually, I, I really didn't want to do it. And I I like just I don't know. I'm I'm kind of an introvert as it is. So I don't just reach out to everyone. I will find somebody who shares my vibe and talk to that one person in the room that shares my vibe. I'm not like a walk up to strangers kind of a gal, but um, it meant a lot to her. And I, I told her, you know, on your way home, he's going to be with you. Talk out loud to him. You can even talk in your mind. He can hear you. He's telling me he's going to be with you. So please talk out loud to him. I'm telling you he's with you right now. And she was like, thank you. Thank you so much. And so this was right after the crank up from Jay Essex. If you want to go back and watch some of the videos he did with uh, James Rank, I think James and him had a falling out, but uh, you know, and I kind of wondered like why my abilities went away so quickly. If, if um, like the people who watch me and target me, like dumbed me back down because after that, I feel like they kind of subsided. I feel like somebody did something to mess with my abilities to make them go away again because after that I didn't have regular you know where I'm seeing spirit and full body apparitions it kind of went back to the same like I'll hear them talk to me occasionally but so I've had lots of experiences like that where it's it's undeniable that something is going on it's not just a delusion and I've worked with people who are delusional um I've worked with people you know in a in an assisted living facility who many of them suffered from schizophrenia, bipolar disorder. Um, I know what some of that looks like. I don't want to say that there is no such thing as mental illness. Of course there is, and there's brain-based disorders, but it's just really important to do your research and like study some of the whistleblowers out there. Study some of the whistleblowers that blew the whistle on the military or former federal former federal agents that are now targeted because they blew the whistle. You know, some of them are dead now. All we have are their YouTube videos and they died to release that information to us. You know, that's like, true. That's a hundred percent true. That's said, uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I I agree. Like you were talking about James Bartley's mentors and um, you know, there's been several members of the military who on their deathbed revealed you know the alien bodies they witnessed and different government projects that they they were threatened with their life if they if they would ever tell anyone and so they didn't tell till they were on their deathbed there's been several of those uh, i mean if you the internet is really your best friend you just kind of got to sift through the bs and i would say a red flag if you're looking for things online if they're only talking about ufos you need to dig a little deeper because we've had plenty of evidence of real contact with ETs and other dimensional beings on this planet that if they're just talking about UFOs, it's probably controlled opposition or it's really old, <laughs> you know. Um, um, another, another kind of evidence of like some targeting I've had when I do dating sites 
I will get several um like fake accounts of army guys and it's not even the real guy in the picture like it'll just be someone pretending to be army harassing me through the dating site um and the few people that do semi-act normal till I meet them they'll kind of wait till after we've had sex and then they flip a switch and start like emotionally abusing me right away and then they'll do something to let me know like this whole thing was fake I was just here to like gain intel and fuck with you and kind of emotionally abuse me on the way out the door and one thing I want to see change in this world is I want to see these people prosecuted and I don't know if our current legal system is going to do this because it's just so the corruption is so widespread um but I want to see that I want to see a real you know, somebody charged with the crime of rape by deceit. Because if you're having sex with someone while gaining intel for the feds or whoever you're gang stalking them for, and you're just there to gain intel and to gang stalk them, you are violating their most basic human rights. And would that person sleep with you if they knew that you were doing that? No, they wouldn't. So in my book, that is sexual assault. Well, yeah, and sex is like sacred, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely absolutely so it's like it's like for someone to to be able to even get into that mind state to do that they have to be a really demented person you know what i mean absolutely it's it's <laughs> such a sociopathic behavior yeah and, it's, it's, uh, it's, one of my last one of my most recent handlers i kind of looked him up online um and found out his full name just by doing some research um and found out he's like doing like music on a stage like a church like he's one of the band people for like a church and I'm like are you kidding me when he was at my house like he was just so vile and abusive with me like I and then knew all this information about me off the bat before he you know right away kind of turned on the charm and then turned it off but he waited till sex to kind of turn off the charm and then just flipped a switch and became really emotionally abusive. Um, and then they'll just kind of give you advice, like, don't talk about this. Um, you need to go back to church. You need to think like this. Don't talk about aliens. Don't do this. Uh, like, very controlling and rigid. Um, and, yeah, the, the other thing I forgot to mention in the last video was that after the whole divorce process was over um my abuser contacted me through email and was still harassing me like the the temporary restraining order had lapsed they denied my permanent restraining order and then he continued to harass me through email and would say things like oh it wasn't that bad just don't exaggerate come on we had some good times it wasn't really that bad really like you raped me repeatedly and oh, wow. uh, yeah so just he and he told the courts in the courtroom that he was going to leave me alone and never harass me again and not only did he continue to harass me but he never updated his address with the court system so that because he's ordered to pay like half of the student loans for the time we were married um and then he just never gave the courts his new address so uh, he's not even paying that he's not abiding by the court's orders. So if there's anyone in the audience that wants to help me, I'll just tell you like the best way you can help me is by finding me an attorney that's willing to 
after go after the military, go after my abuser in a civil suit. And then I'm also going to ask um, Robert if he wouldn't mind using his uh, PayPal to fundraise for me because I'm going through a very hard time financially. Um, you know, I recently had a natural disaster by where I live. We had a hurricane and um, I was out of work for months and I'm still picking up the pieces. And then I've had discrimination and employment and targeting and employment since then, um, this one woman was stringing me along that she was going to give me this good work from home job. And then like, she kept telling me, well, I'll start you next month. Well, next month. And I kept telling her like, lady, I, I have no money here. I need to start now. If I'm going to start, I should be working full-time right now. I have a mortgage. I have car payments. Um, and I, as it is, I'm like asking for, you know, people online to donate so that I can pay my mortgage. I'm ready to be homeless. I need to start now. And then finally she agreed to start me, but then she started threatening me that I would have to pay all these upfront fees and that it was in the contract I signed. I should have read the fine print and that she can set me up with a payment plan to pay her. And here I haven't even started the job. I haven't even worked a day. And she's like threatening to hit me up in court for money. And, um, and then weirdly enough, like halfway through the Skype, she holds up the 666 hand sign for like a good two minutes, oh, wow. right up to the screen, dude, right up to the camera on the, on the laptop she was on, held up the 666 hand sign and wouldn't take it down. And it's so awkward. Cause what am I supposed to like say, interrupt and go, Oh, that's the 666 hand sign. Why are you doing that? Cause here I am so desperate for a job. I'm like not calling out the elephant in the room. So I decided to address like her threats and writing. And um, I emailed her back and, and I was like, was this whole thing a setup? Because you put off letting me work for months. Um, and then you held up that 666 hand sign to the computer screen for like a good two minutes there was this like whole thing like did you set this up just to kind of screw me over so you could like charge me all these fees and like uh, take me to court and say I didn't read the fine print in the contract like was this you just planned this and right away she got real nervous about that email and she was like uh never mind you don't owe me anything uh never mind <laughs> you won't have to pay me anything so uh, me calling out that hand sign that she was holding up, it, apparently it really made her nervous. Yeah, that's wow. That's that's uh, that's uh, that's insane. That's wild. Like that's it's, uh, it's you like had to that deal with every it. job. It just seems like every manager that winds up hiring me is flashing these hand signs at me. I it just seems like whoever this group is, there's it seems like they're running everything. Like they're hoarding the good jobs for each other they're giving each other the free passes in the legal system. Like it just seems like they are running everything. Yeah, I agree. I've even seen people in church do this like pastors and I'm looking at the congregation. Like, are you people not seeing this? Am I the only one in the room that's seeing this guy hold up a hail Satan hand sign at the front of a pulpit and nobody's saying anything. Everyone's just glazed over in church not saying anything um and that that actually reminds me of another thing i forgot to say was um i tend to 
leave my body and sleep and do astral projection. And a lot of times I will wind up where people are doing ritualistic work. Um, and sometimes it's in churches. And I've seen like these hooded, like people in like these black hooded, like cape like things that they're wearing. And they're standing in a circle and they just keep chanting things over and over. Um, and a lot of times they'll notice me there. That's the trippy thing is a lot of these people have abilities themselves because a couple times I've shown up there in the astral form and one of them will turn to me and say, what are you doing here? Why are you watching us? Like, they'll just get pissed <laughs> that I'm yeah. watching. And I don't even know how I showed up there. Like, I don't like go to sleep and plan to do this. But my body, my spirit just kind of shows up at these uh, rituals at night. And I've done this over and over again. And I don't know if it's like my higher self decided to do this because I don't know how I do it. I don't know how I find them. I don't know how I'm attracted to, you know, maybe I'm attracted to the energy signature of the rituals they're doing. Somehow my my spirit will find the people in like my the area around me that are doing these rituals and I'll show up and I'll just observe and I'll be like in the corner watching and then eventually like one of them will notice that I'm there and get really pissed off that I'm watching them so um wow that's that's in, that's intense that's in that's intense well we're gonna have to do a part three like we're definitely gonna have to do a part three so you want people to I can do that for you I can take donations Thank for you. you like and uh you know, and I'm honest too. So, you know, if, if people send me money, I'll send it to you. You know what Thank I mean? Thank you not so like, much. You know, yeah, I'm, not, I'm desperate. I am desperate to make my mortgage. Like I can let my car go, but I mean, I need a place to live for me and my animals. And I have just been left destitute. I had a job interview today. Hopefully that pans out, but I don't know how I'm going to make my, you know, mortgage payment coming up. And I am seriously scared. So I would appreciate anybody that wants to contribute, you know, no amount is too little. And again, if anybody in the audience is an attorney, knows of an attorney that is, frankly, has the cojones to go after the military or in a civil suit against Did my you ever go to the Targeted Justice website? I have. I never seem to be able to reach like a real person. Like I read the, I read all the information on the website, but you know, when I go and like tell them my story and stuff, I don't really get much of a response. I was wondering, cause I thought maybe they could help, you know, like that, that's what my friend Robin, she sent me that one time when I told her, I, I told her I was being targeted and she's like, Oh dude, you got to check out this targeted justice website. And I kind of felt the same thing. It was like, it wasn't very helpful. You know what I mean? There's not very much help for targeted individuals out there, you know? It's right. Like and, and a lot of times like attorneys don't want to touch this. Like, can you imagine I wrote to every attorney on the Washington State Bar website, none of them were willing to represent me. That says a lot. So yeah. when you're going up against the DOD or the military or, you know, uh, most people don't want to take that on. It's it's stressful and they can get targeted too. You know, yeah. their families yeah. can get targeted. So in one sense, I understand. And then the other thing is, I can't pay like any money up front. I can't promise. I'm I'm basically living below poverty level. So I don't have money to pay someone money up front. I could pay them a portion of what I make from the lawsuit, but you know, that's it. 
Yeah. Well, maybe hopefully we can find, hopefully somebody that's an attorney will see this podcast and they'll reach out to you. Well, they can reach out to me and I'll reach out to you if you want me to, because they don't have any way to reach out to you. Like you need to come up with a, 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 a like an email. So yeah. you, can, you can make a PayPal address and then you can make a, um, you can make a, um, you know, like a, a business email. Like, a, I mean, it's not really, bi- it's for, you know, for handling these kind of affairs. That way it'd be easier you know what I mean? I can, like, that. I can do that for an email, but I found out with the PayPal thing and like GoFundMe, they all require that you disclose your full name. So if like you raise money on my behalf, you could transfer me the funds. But if I was to open a GoFundMe or PayPal, my full name would have to be disclosed. They don't allow you to use like fake names or anything like that or be anonymous because it's considered like fraud. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, well, you can trust me. I mean, so if anybody sees this episode and you want to donate to uh, Purple Lady, you know, you can donate to me and then I'll give her the money, you know, like, um, you know, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that would be, that'll be cool. Um, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get burnt out. I did like three shows that I still have to do one more after this. Like I I kind of overscheduled myself a little bit heavy. You know, like, I just like, I, I don't know. I love doing this, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know, like I, I probably should take a break. Like tomorrow's my birthday and I'm like, you know, I'm happy gonna... birthday. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, uh, oh, w- 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 yeah, but uh, I don't know. We'll, 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 I'll put this out tomorrow and then, okay. uh, and then, uh, and, and, and I'll be in touch with you. And... Yes. Thank you so much, Robert. I hope you get a break and a vacation soon. Oh, thanks. I appreciate okay. it. It was good talking to you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Take care. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.